0: Welcome to the SWBL podcast presented by 1356 Public House. And tonight we have a very special guest on with us. The former manager of the SWBL Diamondbacks, the newest addition to the SWBL White Sox, and everybody's like the most loved wiffle ball player in the entire United States, Trent Steps. Wow. How you doing, buddy?
1: What's up? Good, great to be here. Great to see you. It's uh it's great it's all good it's all good all
0: good good good. yeah we're yeah i i couldn't tell you how excited i was when i i heard that you were coming back and i just am yeah. thinking about like all you know it was three years but you know just all the fun that we had and the, the relationship you and i started to build but also i can already picture like a run of guys that are going to be just pumped to see you so i know yeah
1: i mean yeah no for sure it's it it was it was uh yeah it's it's definitely a bigger weekend than just wiffle ball for sure and Mm -hmm. that that comes into myself coming back for sure so yeah good Good. yeah i'm really excited
0: yeah good um well let's jump into it you know what i want to start with is your time with the diamondbacks those three years between 17 18 and 19 um Mm -hmm. you know um yeah, you, you guys came down. You brought a lot of guys with you from Minnesota. Um, I think Jimmy Cole played with you one year too, right? Yep. So yeah. um, maybe in your inaugural year. Um, That's right. So, you know, I just, you know, what was, what did you like about the SWBL? I mean, I guess what, what first drew you to the SWBL? And then once you got there and you played those three years, what kind of stands out about the league?
1: there's certainly a lot that stands out about the league and gosh, I think that what drew us to SWBL was definitely our connection that we built with the guys through NWLA tournament, because we met them. Um, the guys who were on the SWBL Cardinals, we met them in our, inaug- the year that MNWA, that's my home league, the Minnesota Wiffleball Association. Uh, that's the league I founded with my, with my friend, Devin and our brothers. And, uh, all Devin was on the D backs. He Mm -hmm. was one of our players, number 22. Um, he, so we founded that league and then we brought a team out to NWA tournament in 2014. And we were lucky enough to get in drawn into the same pool as the Cardinals SWBL. And so we got to kind of hang around them. We got to get to know them hanging around their bench in between games. And then we, we got our butts kicked by them that year in pool play myself in particular. Um, and, but it was a good time all around for sure. And so after that first year, we definitely kind of felt the bond and uh, you know, we definitely bought it with like Chris Metter too. He's a huge like Minnesota sports fan. So he, so that was a big draw to us too, the the connection to him. And so just kind of years and years uh, we, so like we knew them for like three, three years or so. And then Sam decided, Hey, we're going to be expanding in swbl and we, we were thinking of doing an out of town team and lucky enough like through the through the bond that sam and i had created kind of being in just just staying in contact and being friends and stuff uh he afforded me that opportunity and uh so and yeah in 2017 i believe the league expanded to, to nine teams mm-hmm. and then yeah and we were given that ninth franchise and yeah like you said we were able to get jimmy cole from out east he's from upstate new york he came out for that first year and uh so once we got there and uh we we, i brought down like you said a good a group of guys from minnesota um and then we had handsome matt pizer he came he's from minnesota and he's back living in minnesota now but he was in chicago at the time okay and so we came down there and it was just this really. It was like we went to NWLA tournament all over again. Like that's kind of the same feeling that I had with Devin. And I was lucky enough. Devin came down there with me and he, we we and we went together out to that first tournament in Ohio together. And we both noted how similar it was, just that kind of feeling where it's like, wow, we we found this community that like we never really thought we could be a part of. And it's like this this kind of ready-made group knit of players and people around that we were like lucky enough to just kind of step into and really get to kind of fit into as well. Um And so that's kind of what kept bringing us back was really just how, you know, just kind of like accepting, like a lot of people were because, you know, we, we went there, you know, expecting to like, like hang out a lot with the Nat with the guys that we knew from nationals and stuff like that. But then, you know, we meet people like yourself, people like Jimmy Stout, you know. All the, and, you know, I'm going to leave people off the list for sure. But those kind of people that we didn't know going in and then we meet and, like, bond with even more. And so then it becomes such this bigger piece of us than, like, even just NWLA Tournament is. And so it really just became kind of this, like, wow, this is, like, a really unique Wiffle experience that we were lucky enough to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... Yeah. And so then that just that's that's really kind of what draw that what kept us really into SWBL.
0: Sweet, man. Yeah. Well, it didn't go so great for the team. No, certainly then. not. Was, um, our first
1: year, we our first year
0: was good, man. Yeah. First year was good. We, we all thought, OK, this is, you know, they've got a year under their belt. They're going to adjust to the field and certain rules that we have and just our style right. of play. And like next year. It's gonna be yeah, it's it's gonna be complete. complete. And Jimmy that year was pretty underwhelming. Like he was kind of expected to be a guy, the guy, and didn't have the best year. And then of course he goes and wins a championship with uh, the the with the twins the very next year. Yeah, yeah, and and
1: and that was that was the worst. And Jimmy has said this to me so many times since then. He's like that was the worst weekend of my wiffle career. And it's like, and I'm like, great. It have to, it had to happen on the one chance I've ever had to team up with a guy like as good as Jimmy Cole. And, uh, but, but it's not, it's not even that much of his his fault. Like, you know, he, he ended up getting injured. He had an abdominal injury that really kept him from, and he has such a violent swing, uh, if you're familiar with it. And so that really just kind of held him back. And it's like. Yeah, that first year, it's like we really set ourselves up going into Monday. We had two games, two really hard games, albeit against the Yankees and the Twins. But had we won both of those games, we would have been seven and three and found ourselves in the playoffs. And so. Or sorry, we would have been, I believe, six and four and found ourselves in the playoffs because I believe we went into that day four and four. Um, And so but like i said we had jimmy down and that day he was like guys i just can't play anymore because i'm in so much pain so it's like okay of course we you got a whole whiffle season ahead of you or whatever and then the night before uh handsome matt he, he was on a rookie of the year campaign and unfortunately that was the weekend that he and his wife had to move into their new place And, uh, and so Brit was, Brit was kind enough to let him go, but then it ended up becoming just a bit too much, too overwhelming. And so he had to leave early. Yeah. And so that, and so then it was left down to our skeleton crew of like myself and freaking Linder, you know, out there starting in the field and starting pitching. And so it just kind of fell off. It just kind of fell apart there. And then that ended up being like an omen for the franchise too. Like we never got back to that level of competitiveness or relevance either. And I really like honestly, and like you said, just having a year under a belt, you definitely would have thought that we would have gotten more into it. But I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I feel like everybody down there is so good at that, and 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 it is weird because it's like an equal amount of playing time that we have because we all play that weekend. But yeah, that inexperience just it 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 holds through even even with a couple years under your belt. And yeah. I would I would be willing to bet a lot of like a lot of rookies and like people like even cam smith would be willing to back up that idea that this is a hard league to break into even after even with a couple of years under your belt
0: yeah well i've been playing for a long time and i'm not anything good but um <laughs> my my earlier career was better than my later career it just seemed to be still. so um now granted my playing time has changed a lot and and there were a bunch of years where I was cycling through players every year. I mean, I would turn over my roster for like four years in a row. And so right. I always felt like I had to be like the level one. And I think I put a lot of pressure on myself. And but it's not we're not talking about me. But you're right. Understandable. It, it, takes, it does take time. Like it it you get you have some guys who come in as rookies and they explode and they have amazing rookie seasons and then they have like a sophomore slump and they kind of come back down to earth and they they may still be good players but they don't ever get back to what they were and then you get the anomalies of course like um oh core mccarthy is a good example he comes in just mm-hmm. k- kills rookie of the year wins mvps the next year like he's you know, you have those, but then you have guys yeah, who really seriously, who slow, like take, it takes a little bit of time to kind of build up. I mean, look at Jackson and Jackson was for a long period of time, kind of limited to just pitching just based on the roster. But now he's but, a, he's a solid hitter and he's really coming to his own. So yeah, it, it, it can take time. Um, and, you know, and now with roster sizes getting bigger, the, the playing time makes it even harder. It kind of elongates that. Um, yeah. I did, so, but you guys did win national fun team of the year. That first year we so did. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. that was so you're one early. You barely. might be, And I think
1: that's part of the reason.
0: Yeah. You might be <laughs> one of the only teams. I didn't look it up, but you might be the only or one of the only teams to win that award for the SWL.
1: Yeah.
0: So I can't think we've obviously had franchises of the year and you guys won that in 2019 your last year but mm-hmm. i can't think of a team that won that award besides you
1: it's a hard it's it's definitely uh it's a hard award to win because there's a lot of uh there's a lot of teams up here in my home league in the HRL twin cities that contend for that award annually and kind of make that their entire bit uh but uh, you know, th- but what happened there was just kind of like lightning in a bottle. Like it was just, it was just kind of a perfect storm. Like we just had a great time. And I think the thing that really set it over the edge was the rain delay that we had that year. Cause there was a big old rain delay right in the middle, like a classic SWBL one. And that's when we brought out the Bombay. And, uh, mm-hmm. that's when we started passing that around and man, that just got, it got real, real blurry, real quick for myself. And it's like, man, okay. It's like, well, well, we got this we got this rain delay. So we're just going to keep drinking and drinking and drinking. It's like, and then, so it's like, I had a couple of Bombay had a couple gin and juices. And then it's like, all right, we'll switch to beer. But that just kept going down too. And then it's like, Oh, the rain's over. Um, and then, so they're getting ready to take the tarp off the field. Well, then there goes Jimmy Cole shirtless. And, uh, you know, I'm sure wearing more clothes than he wishes he was. Yeah. Uh, he goes and starts sliding across, across all the tarps out there, like a slip and slide. And, uh, making everybody laugh and loving that video, having the whole, having the whole crowd change, Jimmy. uh, Yeah. And then games, you know, games get started and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we're playing, huh? And I definitely <laughs> remember sitting that game. out. So yeah. yeah, that was a, that was a legendary rain delay. And I think it certainly helped in cementing that that yeah. award.
0: Yeah. That was a great moment with Jimmy too. And yeah. Um, one, I think that sticks out in a lot of guys' minds from the past, you know, what shoot it's been six years now. So um, kind of crazy yeah. but yeah so tell me a little bit so you play obviously you play in a, a couple of the national tournaments and you play in your league in Minnesota you play in other leagues too
1: uh yes so I do well it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of those leagues I think I'm going to be playing in a mid-atlantic tournament this year with the yeah. with the team out there but I don't want to nothing's official with that yet and I don't really want to want to announce anything but uh but i'm planning on playing out there this year out east in a fast pitch tournament but uh yeah otherwise it's the white Sox here mm-hmm. and then in the hrl i got the the mariners we're going we're going strong um and then yeah we got the north stars going to you with i'm going to be trying out for the hrl nwla team uh and then the other league that i'm in up here is the Friendly factor league and so that's called it's called factor field and uh it's a league that's, it's, it's the Minnesota version of SWBL. And that's, that's really the league that I'm, I'm digging super, super big time up here. And uh, that's, that's actually, and it's actually a pickup league. So it's like, we just do, you know, schoolyard pick every time we meet up at the, in the backyard of Mippy five from the HRL um, his parents' house. He's got a, he's got a field back there that they built and been running since 2000 like, like two thousand three or something. Like literally, as long as SWBL is going, this place has been going too. So mm. it's cool to get back there and play. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting around this year for good. sure.
0: So describe because obviously I've never played in any other leagues, and and a few of the guys go play in tournaments, and we have MoWiff here now in town. But that's a fast pitch league. Oh yeah, having mm-hmm. the having the whole season be in one weekend seems to be a big talking point, at least from what I hear about people who travel and how how unique that is. Like, just tell me about how, I guess when you compare other leagues to that fact, that we play everything in one weekend. I mean, it does suck because if you're not hot that weekend, if you're playing bad, it makes for a long weekend. But right. good, well, it makes for a long year. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, that's true Exactly. Too, yeah. That's exactly it is that, the thing
1: where SWBL doesn't differ from a lot of leagues is that like the hype is so real and so like and so amplified. Like it's almost it's like it's similar but almost bigger with SWBL when it comes to the hype. And like you said, it, with it all being in a weekend. Like like I know from personal experience, like you could have a bad weekend and then it's not like an HRL where it's like, oh, man, I had a bad week and it's like a bunch of bad stats are going to go in. But it's okay. It's one out of 18 weeks that we have. And so I'll come out the next week and maybe play twice in a week to try to recover from that. No, it's like it's an entire weekend. And so if you have the down weekend, like if something's wrong, if something's nagging you like the body or the mind or something like that. It's it's like oh man it, now it's an entire off season because again it SWBL doesn't differ there where it's get you got the same off season kind of blues and off season hype and stuff like that but it's just so elongated that's mm-hmm. where it differs and so yeah and I mean it can be like you said it can be just complete agony or total thrilling so
0: yeah yeah
1: that's kind of the beauty of it is uh yeah. is the is the high risk high reward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it makes, it does make for the, the off season is, is so long. Um, it feels like you get off the field on Monday and you're like, all right, I want to do that again. Um, and then even if you're like, Oh, you know, I'm glad we don't play right away or next weekend or anything. And we have summer league to kind of help that now, but Mm -hmm. you know, especially hosting the podcast over the past year, it's like, boy, it's just, it can't get here soon enough. And then you get past June and you're like, everything starts ramping up and everything's happening and then so by the time you get there friday like you're just you're like running to the field you can't wait to get there
1: oh my god exactly like it's yeah when we would get in when we would get into town from doing the road trip it was like we would get to the hotel and put our stuff in there as fast as possible just so we could get to the field yeah yeah it was uh no yeah for sure i get that feeling too
0: So, before we move on, one last question about the time, the Diamondbacks period. Do you have any yeah. favorite memories, like anything on the field, off the field, just anything that really, like, sticks out to you that you that you really are fond of uh, a memory of?
1: There's, man, there's so much because that was, I mean, like. Ah, uh, man, like it, it it's just it was just such a great bonding trip for uh for for so much for so much of it. And it's like I was able to team up uh, on the D-backs with so many people like I like a lot of people like through, like people I consider my best friends. I was able to team up with on the D-backs and like and I in like SWBL weekend like has stood out as like a highlight in those friendships. And so like that that's kind of like just kind of like an overall memory, but like honestly a specific a specific thing that i really look back on with a lot of delight is uh something that maybe not a lot of people know is uh there's a guy on our team named evan bischoff and evan is his he goes by little e that's his nickname and evan is originally from michigan he played in wsem and he won a couple national titles with them at nwa tournament and evan he's he did a summer internship uh in 2017 in minneapolis and so he was able to play in hrl and he was on my team and we were able to you know we became friends and, and uh and then evan moved down to and still lives somewhere in nebraska and so when he when that happened i said hey man i got this team in missouri would you come on down and he and so yeah he did and so then that was just another way to kind of reunite with another teammate of mine. And so, yeah, that's something that like is just like, I don't know, just kind of like really personal to me that kind of sticks out. And I mean, there's a ton of on the field stuff like like Jay Zimmerman, our tall left fielder, once cleated himself uh, while he was diving for a ball. Like he mm-hmm. he dug his knee into the ground and then slammed his and then, then, then his cleats stuck up and then he slammed his other leg into it. Then he goes, Oh God, I cleated myself. And just, and just like every video I've ever seen of the D backs, there's just an enormous amount of chatter and shit talking from the D backs to other D backs. <laughs> and so just, just looking back on that is another great highlight. Like literally any video of the D backs, you can hear somebody just berating another teammate for <laughs> something. And, uh, yeah, and I mean that's just kind of the culture that gets you one win in two
0: years. Yeah, that's so fun though. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch some of those old videos and just listen for that now. So
1: yeah, especially that first year, like any basically any year with Linder down there is pretty, yeah, pretty pretty talk heavy. Was
0: real quick. Was he the one that tore his hamstring?
1: No, Devin? that was Devin. That, that was Devin. That yeah, that I, that, that was, was another.
0: That's oh, that was I remember. Brutal. Okay, when I was going over
1: the the like. The, the misfortunes that the D-backs uh-huh. had that year, I'm like, I'm missing one. I can remember there was one more thing and that was it. Yeah. Devin, yeah, basically like really hurt and strained his hamstring or his quad or something mm-hmm. sliding or like accidentally slipping into home in the home plate. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And he was another guy who was going off for us that weekend that we didn't have going into that last day. Yeah. That's, yeah. I totally forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was brutal. I, he, he yeah. was a lot of pain when that happened. I remember that. So yeah. Yeah.
1: He's, <laughs> he's an overdramatic guy too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're making your return as we've obviously said. Um, yeah. What are you looking forward to most this year? Upon your return,
1: um, I'm really looking forward to being able to kind of make a name for myself pitching. That's kind of something that never really happened for me in SWBL before, and really kind of anywhere I've gone. Um, I, I had a good rookie or I had a good year in HRL a couple of years ago, but it was nothing really noteworthy. But this is uh something that I really specifically for SWBL started working on kind of as. Um, as I got over an injury a couple of years ago in 2020, I completely ruptured my Achilles playing wiffle ball. And so, uh, getting back from that, it was, you had a home run. Yeah. Didn't you? I did, it was on, a, it was on a home run. Yeah. It was a bit of over-celebrating, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but kind of getting over that, it was like, all right, I definitely want to get back into wiffle ball, but it's like, I kind of want to be a different player. Like, and I want to. And it was something that like it was a it was a good way to kind of like exercise and get the leg moving too. just just throwing bullpens and throwing and just throwing wiffle balls basically outside. And so just kind of like wanting just 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 from that, it kind of developed into like, all right, I think I can be a pitcher now and then kind of throughout the year. And then uh, towards the end of HRL, I started to pitch in some games and I was able to like be effective. I'm like, all right, cool. I think I can do this. And so that kind of was. That became kind of my selling point for myself going into SWBL was like, all right, I can go down there and like, I really think I can be an effective pitcher, Um, especially because it's like just the way my mindset has changed and from the experience of being down there and in this, for the, in uh, the factor field that I was speaking of, like I said, it's a lot like SWBL in that it's basically, it's a, it's a slower pitch league and you're basically like. You're like you really got to pitch because if you just throw balls over the plate, guys are good enough that they're gonna just yak home runs over the over the fence all the time. So it's like you really gotta you really gotta pick your spots and like pick out where you're gonna throw the pitch. And so that league, like again, it's a slow pitch league, but it really kind of taught me how to pitch
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: like not just throw. And so it's like I kind of had that mentality. It's like all right, I think I can do this for SWBL. And so you know, lucky enough, the White Sox were looking for something kind of in that something to fill that type of role for them. And so it's, so yeah, that's what I'm most looking forward to this year is to be able to kind of solidify myself as a, as a pitcher down there in SWBL and see, see what we can do.
0: Yeah. So is that the role? Like, that was going to be my next question. Like did John kind of tell you what type of role you're going to be playing? Is it, is it pitcher only? Is it like so many at bats? Is it full lineup? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think, so the role that I kind of agreed to and that I'm totally fine with is uh, just kind of like that number two pitching role. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm totally fine with that. I mean, the White Sox were five and five last year and you look at that lineup and I mean, we got, I think we had three players in that top 21 countdown that we did. So, I mean, there's not a lot wrong with that lineup. And it's like, I don't have, I don't have the numbers to sit here and say like, Hey, Put me in this lineup, you know, I don't have, I don't, I don't really have that kind of clout. And so I, and it's not really something I demand either because it's, it's, uh, it's definitely like it was something that, I mean, I play a lot of different styles and it certainly is a kind of different style down there, um, you know, especially. And it's kind of like with the foot and running it, running in that slant downwards into first base. It's like that kind of wall is always like, I think I told Sam once, I'm like, I think I've had my last at bat at the blur in my life. Just because of the foot. And so it's like, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's healed a lot since then. So maybe not because, you know, if there's, if there's kind of garbage, if there's garbage time, either way up big down, down big or something like that, maybe I can squeeze in there for an at bat and try to see what I can do. Cause it's like, I hit 40 home runs at this league at factor field. And it's like the power's coming back too. So there's definitely something there, but I, but I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to upset something that's working. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it when it comes to that lineup. So I'm cool with it. Yeah. Like you said, Jackson's coming into his own.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah. And they've, you know, they built a nice roster. They've got two lefties on that, on that squad too, hitting from the left side, which some would say isn't a disadvantage with the trees um i think john would tell you depending on the at bat it's a disadvantage um (laughs) you know you'll you'll know if he's mad or not but um but yeah i mean it, it creates more diversity and it gives you gives them more depth even even as a hitter right like you said if if you get one or two at bats it just gives them more depth um you know somebody goes cold and john wants to make a move or change something or or you know just yeah, and like you said that hey that
1: that'd be a that'd be a third lefty look up there too and I, I love i love being on teams loaded with lefties the mariners are loaded with lefties a lot of my national teams are i love that kind of stuff
0: yeah 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 and i think too i think that was you know a thing they were they were sort of experimenting with last year was the rotation right who yeah obviously they had jack but then who 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 was going to step up and be that number two and ty pitched um for them. um and, uh, oh, I'm blanking now. Sorry, guys. Um,
1: was Leon down there?
0: Leon wasn't there last year. So it was, okay. it was uh, Cornell. Derek. I see. Derek pitched for them, Um And they were just trying to figure that out. And so I think having you there as a number two just kind of maybe settles that a little bit. Um, and as they go into year two of it, too. So um, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting to see you on the mound. Something we didn't see a whole lot of. You know, in those first three years with the Diamondbacks, so
1: yeah, yeah certainly it was definitely something I I cared to it took a lot of care of to bring down pitches there for myself, yeah. but uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited. It's uh yeah, it's uh I'm excited I'm excited to take that mound out there mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Yeah, um, you might be I don't know for sure, but um, might be the front runner for comeback player of the year because I don't know how many guys are coming back um that have that missed last year. But yeah, in at least in my opinion right now, yeah, you're the front runner for that award. Um, so could could look at some more trophies in, in the space.
1: Well, hey, there's nowhere to go down, nowhere to go but down from <laughs> from being a front runner for a preseason <laughs> award. But hey, hey, it's, uh, you know, like we said, like we said earlier in this podcast, like this could go completely pear shaped and just like bottom up and just who knows. But like that's that's definitely not the mentality I'm bringing into it, but like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I'm excited to go down there and give these guys some really good innings, some meaningful innings and get us to the playoffs so that we can get down there. And uh, hopefully, you know, like, you know, like you said, you know, other stuff like that, but man, it'd be nice to host that, hoist that big trophy for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's on everybody's mind. So Mm -hmm. Um, aside from the actual games, What's the best activity that happens around the SWBL complex?
1: For myself, I would have to say it's the beer darts yeah,
0: baby. that go
1: on in between games. Um, you know, There's definitely a lot of drinking that happens and you know, a lot of stuff in the pool. I never got in the pool. Obvious reasons. Not going to take my shirt off around everybody down there. All those freaking Greek gods and Adonises that roam around SWBL weekend. Uh, so what we do, what the peasants do, uh, we sit around in a circle and we, we put a beer in front of us and then throw metal darts at each other. Yep. Um, and so I think that's definitely like, even, even with the games and everything, that's probably my favorite thing that happens at SWBL weekend, just because, you can get everybody around, and it gets people talking. You get to know people a little bit. You can get crazy. It's a little bit dangerous. Last time I was down there, I took a dart right in the shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's so yeah, it's got a little, it's got a little risk, it's got a little uh, it's got mm-hmm. a little danger element to it. But it's uh, yeah, it's definitely it's a great way to kill some time too, especially if you've got your back to the games. Yeah,
0: <laughs> time starts yeah.
1: going by real fast.
0: If I recall correctly, you guys brought beer darts to the SWBL.
1: I thought, yeah, I thought I, so. I thought, I thought that's how that works. You guys
0: and you, it was, it was you guys. And then you grabbed a bunch of us Astros and yeah. we all started playing and then we've continued because we love it. Um, yeah. Dude. It's... It. So, and, and, and we slowly, what we'll do is we'll grab, you know, somebody who just finished a game, like get over here and play. And um, so we've gotten, we've gotten random people to sit down for a little while and play. Jackson plays with us and, Hell uh, yeah. And, and, uh, we, we had a couple, um, Keaton's girlfriend played with us last year. She actually, Oh, cool. In, in flip flops, by the way. Oh my God. That is, that Super is badass. Brilliant. Super. Hell brilliant. yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And she was, I think she was drinking like Truly's or something too. So yeah. So <laughs> Nice. It was, it was awesome. So, all right. Last segment. It's one I call hard hitters. Um, Sweet. Just five, five questions. Um, just it's to get to know you a little bit better, um. For anybody who maybe hasn't really had enough time to talk with you, though, feel like that's pretty hard. Um. <laughs> but really, just just to kind of get you to, to get to know you better. Some are wiffle ball related. Some are are not. So sweet. Fun. So, what is your favorite baseball movie?
1: Definitely a league of their own. That's the one that stands out for me. Tom Hanks is absolutely outstanding in it. The entire thing, the song they sing at the end when they're all old ladies gets me going every time. Uh, You know, Rookie of the Year stands up there too because like my brother and I watch that a lot. But yeah, for me, A League of Their Own definitely stands out. I love that. I love that flick.
0: That's a good one. Mm -hmm. So not only playing wiffle ball, but you're also known for making jerseys. You make a lot of jerseys. Um, mm-hmm. You made the Astros jerseys, the current, the current, and I think the year, the the prior version. Yes, sir. So yeah, so man. You made two rounds of jerseys for us. What, what is your favorite Jersey you've ever made?
1: Oh man. What a great question. I would have to say. I would have to say it was a it was a round of jerseys that I did for a team in M.A.W. called Voodoo. Um, And it was a team that had just a lot of the guys that I like. A lot of the people I grew up like literally grew up watching in Wiffle Ball and like as my Wiffle Ball interests and then eventually career started. It's like these were the guys that I idolized. And so it had it was a team that had people like Jordan Robles and Sean Steffi Wiffle Boy on it. And so that one was just kind of like, wow, like I kind of like that was like really a kind of like, whoa, I made it moment, you know, so to speak. So that one kind of stands out and it's like it was a, it, like they were good jerseys and stuff. And and I'm sure I'm sure if I can if I like really thought about it, I could think of like some re- a really particular one that I thought was like really aesthetically pleasing. But that one kind of stands out that order. It was a. Uh, it was a white jersey with uh, and it had and it had a nice matte black vinyl with some fluorescent green. And so it was just a good look. And uh, I think they won a tournament in the jerseys. And so just kind of seeing these guys that like I idolized for so long wearing the stuff that I made and like winning in them. It was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, So. So, yeah, I think I'd have to go with that.
0: That's sweet. Well, we the Astros have not changed jerseys. This will be our third year. Mm-hmm. I think, with the same jerseys and we used to swap them out probably every other year but the guys love the white tank where you yeah. combine the the missouri part of the logo with the astro like tequila sunrise kind of look mm-hmm. uh, yeah and so that thing's every, classic yeah, the guys yeah. are like now nah, we don't need to switch we then we wear the tanks probably more than we wear oh hell yeah orange ones but yeah And man um, football, so we speaking we might as well wear a tank
1: Hell yeah. Speaking of the gray and orange ones, I totally did. a. I just had this subconscious thing where this year we uh, I just posted it on my Instagram. But there's an expansion team in the HRL called the Space Cowboys. Oh, yeah. And uh, I did and I did and I did a set of uniforms for them. And is like this nice, cool, like kind of space themed uniforms. And then I totally realized after I posted it, I'm like, oh my God, these are the SWBL Astro shirts that I did. So it's the same thing. It's the orange sleeves with the kind of, with the kind of gray bodies. And it's for like, and it's like, they're both space themed too. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. So there That's it cool. is. Like that was yeah. the connection It Jim was just thinking, but yeah, those are both two, two ones. I'm really proud of for sure. Yeah,
0: they're awesome. All right. Yeah. Who- all right, tough one. Who is your favorite Skippy with a ball league player and why?
1: Hmm. Man, I feel like this might hurt feelings. Tough. Oh gosh. Let's see. Um I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with my boy, my my teammate, Jackson Crosley. Man, I love watching Jackson play. Like it started off as a joke and like goofing on him when he would hit and like talking shit to him. But like, man, just watching him play, and like I've seen him play at nationals, and you know, it's, and you see him play you and you see him play Mo Wiff, and you see him play this style. It's like I just love watching the kid play. He's so good, and his pitching is always on point. And like you said, he's just he's really getting there as a hitter and he's just, in, he's in, I, I feel like he's a really exciting player to watch. So yeah. I probably pick him like in terms of watching, but I mean, if we're going just overall players, if I had to choose one to like take out in a fire, probably Jimmy stout.
0: Yeah. Nice. He's a good choice. Yeah. Um, have you had St. Louis style pizza yet
1: with the Velveeta? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So I have a, uh, my aunt, my aunt married a fellow from St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, and so we went down and he's from O'Fallon. And so, yeah, we, we went down there to visit once when I was in, uh, when I was in middle school. And, uh, unfortunately I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm a big fan of like the big giant pizzas that, that somebody gets every year. Mm-hmm. that the, those ones love yeah. those yeah. uh yeah but i i definitely i would if i if i had to choose a st louis staple it would definitely be deep fried ravioli yeah
0: yeah the toasted yep. raps even though they're called toasted wraps, they're fried we know that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so all right and then last question you're going to be bringing back the bombay
1: oh my god dude that I probably will just for, just out of, just for tradition's sake, I'll yeah. have to, but man, that stuff, I, like everybody has that, like, it seems a lot of people have that one liquor that they get way too drunk off and that is Bombay. Yeah. That day after that rain delay, dude, we went back to the hotel and I was toast. I mean, it was like 6 p.m. and I was in bed, like, just leave me alone. I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So ever since then, it's just like, it's just shudders to even think about it. Or like when I pass it in the aisles in the liquor store, it's just, it, it's just something. Yeah, exactly. Tingles on the back of my neck, but I all, ha- I think I'm going to have to, because it's just at this point and it's, it's just tradition for sure. Yeah.
0: Just get a little bottle. Like just, <laughs> I think I brought it right. It. I got
1: we got into the habit of the big bottles because Devin Nelson just can't handle himself. Yeah, he just has yeah. to get the biggest bottle possible. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, guys, real quick. Let me, let me thank our sponsors for this season, 1356 public house, uh, Cardinal blinds and shutters, Kenny nice center corner pub and grill Doug Meyer and the Mo with mojo. Andy's Frozen Custard, Breckenridge Brewery, Daily Smokehouse, Spencer Gear, Chill Designs, BreckX, and CoolBots. We're going to continue churning out some podcasts as we build up to the end of May here. We've got uh, the Top 21 Review is going to come out, um, and then we'll start our Captain's Interviews soon. Um, So just stay tuned. We've got a lot of uh, content coming your way. Like and subscribe if you're enjoying these podcasts, um, and leave a comment if you think they suck. I'll see what I can do about it. So everybody have a great time. Trent, thanks for coming on, man. I can't wait to see you, buddy. I yeah. I'm just going to, my anticipation has just grown knowing.
1: Oh, that's great, dude. Yeah. I can't wait. It's a uh, Memorial day, dude. It's, it, it, it is, it's going to be 15 degrees as a high in Minnesota tomorrow it is snowing all day today. It's, the eighth highest snowfall on record. So oh I cannot wait to get down to St. Louis, man. Yeah. It's I I am there right now mentally
0: for sure. There you go. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you. See you.